This week, uh, this is episode 14 of Tatami Room, Under or Overrated. Uh, this is your host, Martin. So this week, I'll be talking about um, things that I find kind of under or overrated in Japan, just kind of giving it a rating overall. And uh, yeah, this is from my kind of own American slash Hungarian perspective. The stoic quote for the week is... Hurry Up and Live by Seneca. I hope you all like that one. There is a current events piece this week. Um, I'll get to it later in the show, but stay tuned. Quick little update uh, personally. So one of the weird things that I've gotten used to while in Japan is earthquakes. So I had a business trip in Kagoshima last week, and uh, one of the nights it was a small earthquake, and probably about like a three or a four, um, woke up, woke me up in the middle of the night. I just remember thinking to myself, well, hopefully the hotel doesn't collapse. And then I went back to sleep. So Japan has a lot of earthquakes, um, as some of you all might kind of be familiar with that. But most of them are, you know, quite harmless. They're, you know, very small. A lot of them you don't even notice. Um, but yeah, it's weird to think that now it's like I'm not even phased by, you know, one that I can kind of notice. Uh, I remember one of my first weeks I was here, I've one of them woke me up and I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> um, like I said, I had a fun uh, but small work trip in Kagoshima this week. I got to kind of explore the Kagoshima area again. Um, <laughs> one interesting thing that happened uh, during the work trip uh, before uh, I'll mention this before we cut to the daily life section was that my supervisor uh, well we agreed to meet at 8 8 a.m. on Friday um, and we've discussed this on Thursday so they end up showing up a little early um, and around like 742 and they shoot me a text says hey you know when you're ready come down and so I'm still in the middle of breakfast so you know I try hurry up but I end up getting down at like 7.56 or something, I believe. And uh, he's like, where were you? Like, you know, questioning me and being like, you know, if your supervisor or boss tells you to be here at 8 or, you know, a certain time, you're there five minutes early. And I look at my watch and I'm like, at that point, it's like 7.57. And I'm like, okay, like, what's the big deal here? And I guess I should have known because it's kind of a bad thing to make your supervisor or boss wait. But also, I mean, it's like you didn't you didn't tell me. Anyway, that's a little update uh, about me. Let's get into the daily life section. All right, so that intro was a little long, but now we're underway in the daily life section. So, like I said, I'll be talking about under or overrated things, um, and I'll kind of give my verdict at the end. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was toilet culture slash bathrooms in Japan. So many people online and just people I've met kind of gush like, oh my gosh, like toilets in Japan are amazing. And I think this is primarily because bidets are used in toilets and it's just kind of a, a cooped up or souped up toilet. Um, and then also the public restrooms are relatively clean in Japan. 
Um, I think Japan, you know, there's not much littering, and so that kind of translates to restrooms as well. Um, the thing is, like, a lot of the public restroom bidets are not ideal. Um, even if there's not, like, trash and there's not much, like, graffiti in there, it's still not the cleanest. One of my friends told me that, you know, sometimes there can be black mold on the, like, sprayer of the bidet. So, you know, maybe don't use those ones or just give them a check. And also, I feel like the cleanliness, you know, I mean, it's good for the bathrooms, but I think that's just a result or just due to higher cleaning standards and more responsibility in Japan, not necessarily, like, toilet culture. Another thing is that bathrooms in Japan, they do not have paper towels. So you got to carry around your own uh, kind of handkerchief or paper, not paper towel, but just a towel, face towel, that kind of thing um, around with you all the time. No paper towels. There's some air dryers, but, you know, they're they're far and few between. And also, um, you know, people rave about the bidets and whatnot but at least the part of japan that i'm living in it still uses hole in the ground toilets so just imagine like you know basically like an outhouse when you're on a hike and you know you got to use that really bad bathroom that's you know on the wayside and just a hole in the ground it's a little bit more sophisticated than that because you can flush it but i sometimes i'll walk into a restroom and i need to use the toilet and I'll look at it and like, what, what is this? I, I don't even know how to use it. Um, luckily, I think most bathrooms have at least one of what they call quote-unquote Western-style toilets um, or just like a regular toilet for me, um, which I, I just feel a lot more comfortable using that one than the hole in the ground. So I think while bidets are nice, um, I feel like I wouldn't really use the public bidets. Um, and also, if you really want a bidet and you love a bidet, I think you can buy them in the U.S. as well, um, unless I'm mistaken. But overall verdict for toilets, bathrooms, I'm going to go with a little bit overrated, I think, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think I've seen a lot of people online, um, just heard a lot of people being like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I, th I think it's good, but a little bit overrated in my opinion. Next, I want to talk about konbinis or convenience stores and vending machines. So my, my parents will probably already know the answer to this one, um, but here we go. So konbinis, convenience stores, they're not the healthiest. And even though the vending machines that are around, like they're cheap, but you know, if you're buying a lot of drinks from there, the cost kind of adds up. Um, However, um, the thing is, vending machines are everywhere, literally everywhere. Like, even if you're in the Inaka, like countryside, like I am, there are a lot of vending machines. So if you ever need, you know, a drink, they're always around. So very good, very convenient. And the drinks that they serve, there's a wide variety, and surprisingly, some of them can be even healthy. So, you know, a lot of people who, I think in Europe as well, but especially in the U.S., you know, you'll have, like, a classic vending machine that'll maybe sell, like, a Dasani and a bunch of Cokes monsters, and maybe occasionally there's a vitamin water. At least the vitamin water that I used to get from a vending machine, it was always sold out in my old dorm room, so... 
wasn't even really an option. But these vending machines, they're well stocked and you can choose from like fruit juice, you can choose coffee, there's a bunch of coffee alternatives. And there's usually a couple like electrolyte beverages. Um, I'm a fan of Pocari Sweat and uh, if there's no Pocari Sweat then um, also keen for an Aquarius at times, but those beverages even though like you know You shouldn't be drinking them as a substitute for water Especially if you know you're thirsty you need to replenish some electrolytes. They're amazing and Then you know addressing Combinis as well They sell a quite a few items There's a very wide assortment of items that are in convenience stores and if like you're thinking of like uh, 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven is one of the biggest convenience store chains in Japan. If you're thinking as an American of like 7-Eleven in the US, it's like a gas station kind of thing and it sells the super bad quality hot dogs and you know the pizza that you only eat if there's like you know you're on a road trip and 7-Eleven is like the only like <laughs> it's 2 a.m. and it's the only thing in sight. Yeah that 7-Eleven completely different. So the the food is not only marginally not even marginally but quite a bit healthier i would say but it also tastes better and is good quality um the ingredients are not the best but at least they're not factory made some convenience stores and maybe even all of them have their own kitchen where they make and prep things on site so like a rice ball and onigiri is what it's called. Um, they'll make that every single day. It's made fresh. So even though like you don't want to be eating the, you know, I mean, the so much rice and, you know, that I'm assuming they don't use the best quality rice and the best quality seaweed and other materials to make that onigiri. But still, at least, you know, that it's made fresh every single day. Um, yeah, so I think I think it's healthier, it's better, and convenience stores, conven very convenient, and they can save you at times. Um, one time I was in Kagoshima City, and I was a little hungover. I forgot how hungry and dehydrated I'd become, and I was like, oh my gosh, I need some food right now. I was starting to feel a little lightheaded, and boom, there was a convenience store right in sight, sight and uh, I stopped there got myself a drink, got some food, and felt a thousand times better. So overall, although I don't recommend buying food from a convenience store or getting your beverage from you know a vending machine every day, my verdict is that convenience stores are, I'm gonna say rated or underrated. I feel like people praise convenience stores in Japan um, or they're kind of hyped about them. And I would definitely say that the hype is right and you know if I can give it more hype then yeah I'm gonna add to it because um, convenience stores I think they're great now I wanted to talk about the technology of Japan so I often hear people be like oh my gosh like Japan is so technologically advanced and you know all that tech and robots and whatnot um, Japan is such a technical hub etc to give you all a bit of perspective my office where i work at the city hall it literally looks like the set of the office fax machines like i mean i i don't even know how to use a fax machine but a lot of my daily schedules get 
faxed over. They don't get emailed. So, uh, yeah, you can tell I'm just, the way I'm saying faxed, it's, I, I'm still just, you know, having a laugh at it myself. It's like, I can't believe we're still using this. But yes, fax, lots of paper, paper documents everywhere. Um, I mean, it's kind of nice because there's a paper trail and everything is, and there's a system and it's very well maintained. But I'm like, come on, like, just use an email, right? Um, you don't need to document everything. Uh, and maybe they do, I guess the system works, but I wouldn't say it's very technologically advanced. Um, here's an anecdote from a friend to give you all a little bit more perspective. So instead of a USB or a Google Drive, a teacher wanted a file, but they didn't trust, they don't trust USBs and they don't know how to use Google Drive. So instead they asked, um, I don't know if it was my friend or someone my friend knew, but they asked them to burn a file onto a CD and have that CD shipped over to Yakushima where this teacher was staying at. And so then that teacher got the CD, put it into their computer, I presume, and downloaded the file. So, you know, this whole thing could have been done with, you know, simple like Google Form. Um, yeah, I think... Um, I don't know, maybe, I don't know why this is, um, if I had to speculate, it's because there's a system in place, and, uh, in Japan, people adhere to systems quite a bit, uh, but just coming from the background, the privileged background that I've come from, I'm like, I, sometimes I'm like, wow, like, we're, you know, I've, I've been using Google Drive for a while now, um, like, I don't even think about it, and then instead of using Google Drive, they're thinking of, for me, a very kind of long, you know, uh, long cut, not a shortcut. It's a very long-winded uh, way, a kind of um, definitely not the shortest path. And this, I think, even in bigger cities like Kagoshima, um, which Kagoshima is the biggest city in Kagoshima Prefecture, um, credit cards aren't v widely available or accepted. So I went to a bar recently, and they're like, no credit cards. To be fair, um, this has been getting better, and there are more like, I think, uh, pay like PayPal-type, PayPal-esque applications are more widely or commonly used. Um, the one that they have here is not called pay PayPal, it's called PayPay. Um, or I think there's one called Paid On as well. But yeah, um, if I have to sum it all up in terms of technology, at least at work, there's paper files on paper files. So my verdict on, you know, technology in Japan, um, I'm going to say it's a, it's a little overrated. So if, especially if you're working in Japan, be prepared that your office might, you know, look very different to, compared to an office in America, for example. Now I'm gonna to, want to talk about the food. Um, I think if you've listened to a couple episodes um, already, you'll know kind of what I, I have to say about the food. So I, I won't spend as much time here, but the food is great. Um, you have classics like sushi, tempura, ramen. Um, I actually wasn't the biggest fan of ramen, uh, but I had it recently and I'm, I think I'm slowly starting to like it. Uh, in, in addition to, you know, the classics that you have everywhere, you have 
what I called like regional or, or local bangers. You got the ba or torisashi. Um, you got sweet potato, which is called anoimo. It's one of the specialties here on Tanegashima. Um, I was kind of skeptical of the sweet potato at first and why it was super hyped here, but it's really good. Um, and uh, it's slowly become one of my favorite foods or favorite dishes. In addition to that, so the food tastes good and it's overall very balanced and quite healthy. Um, one kind of thing that I do want to note though is that Japan does have a milder palate than like other foods from other cultures. There's less spice and I think it's more about texture at times than taste. So there's a lot of new textures. Um, I think if you don't like experiencing new textures in food, then your culinary experience here in Japan might be a little different or kind of less hyped. But for me, I think, um, again, food is something that people, you know, people rate Japan's cuisine very highly. And I'm going to say that that kind of rating is very justified, uh, if not underrated. Like I'm going to, I'm going to put it like SS tier. Um, it's great. Uh, at the end, I wanted to put some kind of honorable mentions, um, things that I considered but didn't end up adding. Uh, public transport. So my verdict for that is just right. Um, it's it's kind of it's got a good rating. Uh, I think people rate Japan's public transport pretty highly. I I think if you're from the U.S., where <laughs> public uh, transport is quite atrocious um then you're like oh my gosh this is amazing i'm also living in europe where public transport is quite good i would say uh i think the one thing about public transport in japan like buses and subways and whatnot is it's very reliable um, comes on time leaves on time the thing is it can be a little pricey especially if you're taking shinkansen um, but even if you're just kind of, you know, cruising about in the city, I feel like that kind of uh, adds up. But I'm going to say it's just right. And then this is kind of an abstract category, but it's the final thing I wanted to, or it's the honorable mention, is kind of friends and vibes here in Japan. And the verdict I'm going to give that is quite underrated. Um, and I think people are often, I've heard people say, like, oh, Japan, it's it's hard to fit into people can be quite cold, you know, and, and, and maybe that's true if you're living in Tokyo um, or one of the bigger cities. I think people just see, you know, foreigners more often. They're just, they're just minding their own business. Um, everyone's very into the whole sarariman lifestyle. But for me, everyone here on my island, um, you know, it's been a pleasure, uh, a real privilege living here and kind of getting to know um, the people of Tanegashima well, um, yeah, so just having trouble fitting in or just having kind of cold interactions, I guess, it's, it hasn't really been my case, um, and maybe that's because I'm in a smaller community, so it's kind of easier to fit into it, but I think, you know, the people are great, um, the vibes are great, um, and if you, if you find a way to kind of really connect with someone, um, uh, I think, you know, very, you know, I've just had a great time. So um, underrated in terms of uh, you know, friends and vibes is what I called it. Um, 
yeah, I, although, like I said, I know some people do have or have experienced kind of a, a or have a more difficult time fitting in. So I definitely acknowledge that. Um, but yeah, this is more about my my kind of takes. In any case, let's cut to the current events section where I'll be talking about a new island forming in Japan. All right, welcome back. Um, this will be the current events section where I'll be talking about a new island that's just formed in Japan. Um, haven't had a current events section in a while, so I uh, hope you all enjoy this one. <clears throat> so, like I mentioned, there's a new island that has appeared or rather spawned on uh, October 30th around midday, and you might be thinking, well, how? Um, so this island is a kilometer off the coast of Iwodo Island, formerly known as Iwo Jima, uh, which lies about 1,200 kilometers south of Tokyo. And so the way the island formed was due to volcanic eruptions um, that occurred uh, underneath the sea or the ocean. And so, so these eruptions were thought to have begun on uh, October 21st, and I guess they sort of continued until October 30th when the island formed. Uh, these eruptions that occurred, I'm going to try my best to not butcher this phrase, but they are called free atomagmatic eruptions. Uh, free atomagmatic eruptions. I don't know, someone who knows geology, feel free to correct me. But these phreatomagmatic eruptions are when magma interacts with seawater, and this produces an explosive burst of steam and ash. And so on the days uh, of the eruption, or um, when the island formed, you know, lava or ash could be seen, you know, spewing about 50 meters into the air. And uh, so what's kind of the significance of this island forming? Um, well, I think it's pretty cool. You got a new island. I mean, Japan's always discovering new islands. But um, it presumably means that volcanic activity near uh, Iwodo Island is resuming. Uh, and you might be wondering, well, okay, what is going to happen uh, to this island? Um, is it going to get a new name, etc.? Um, I think the name is on pause for now um, because these, I don't know if it's the phreatomagmatic eruptions or, in, I'm not entirely sure why, but the thing is that the rock uh, that this island is made out of right now is quite fragile. If eruptions do continue, um, the rock on the surface could harden. Um, for example, if the eruptions continue, the rock could be covered by an additional layer of lava, and that could kind of, you know, harden it. Um, but there have been other similar islands, I think one in 1914 even, um, where, you know, they formed due to these phreatomagmatic eruptions, and uh, then they kind of unfortunately eroded away. So maybe this island erodes away, but recently there was another, um, in this past decade, I think 2016, there was another similar case when, I, when an island formed, and that one 
it ended up staying, but it grew to a size that it actually merged with the island that it was closest to. Um, and so this new island may actually share that fate, um, and it may merge with uh, Iwoto Island um, if it keeps growing in size. It's only about a kilometer away from uh, Iwoto Island, so you know if it if it grows, then uh, it might happen. Oh, one thing I did forget to mention is that right now this is quite a small island still. Um, so it's only about 100 meters in diameter. We're not talking, you know, if you heard like, sorry, that was, that was a little, you know, clickbaity. I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, say like a new a massive island just appeared. Now this is just a smaller island, um, you know, barely an island. I don't know what, if there's a name for a, you know, smaller piece of land that kind of sits in the in the sea or ocean. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's, uh, it's quite small. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was interesting. So I shared it with y'all. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And with that being said, let's cut to the closing section. All right. Thank you everyone for making it to the end of the show. Uh, before I let you go, let's talk about the word and the stat of the week this week. And so my word for y'all this week is tobu, tobu. Um, and so the trick is that this can actually be three different words at once. Um, and this just kind of shows the significance of kanji. I think a lot of people complain like, oh my gosh, if kanji disappeared, uh, Japanese would be so much easier. But um, if kanji disappeared, you wouldn't have a way to distinguish uh, the three different tobus. So tobu number one uh, is fly. Uh, tobu can mean fly. Number two is jump. Tobu can also mean jump with a different kanji. And finally, tobu, um, the kanji in the last tobu, the third tobu, is used in writing an airplane, an airplane which is hikoki. So within hikoki, um, tobu uh, is used and it's a different kanji than the kanji for jump or fly. So all three of them phonetically are identical, but when written, um, you know, they are uh, they're very different. And so I thought that that'd be cool to share with you all. And if you're wondering, well, hey, you just said hikoki is plain and where is the tobu in that? Um, that is because there are different ways of reading kanji. And when kanji is combined with other uh, characters, when it's not like by itself, then the reading uh, often changes. So the tobu of plane uh, changes into, I think, cool. So it's the explanation for that right there. Your stat of the week this week is climate related. It is 55 degrees Fahrenheit for my American listeners and 12 degrees Celsius for basically everyone else. Um, but this is kind of the temperature that it's at right now in uh, Tanegashima, in Ishinomote to be uh, exact. Um, and that's the outside temperature. The thing is, there's virtually no insulation right now. Uh, so that is also the inside temperature. And you might be thinking, well, you know, I'm from Seattle, like 55 ain't so bad. I think 55 in Seattle is like, okay, like it's 
that's warm, it's warming up, kind of. Well, unfortunately here in Tanegashima, the way it works is it's 55, but there are quite strong wind chills. It gets very windy in Tanegashima. It's kind of odd for me because in Seattle, you know, fall came when the sky got kind of cloudy and gray and rain would occasionally fall. And here, autumn, it still looks like a summer day. Like if I took a picture and sent it to my friends, they would be like, oh, that's that looks like summer. Thing is, it's not summer. <laughs> the skies are just clear, but the temperature has quite sharply dropped. It was hot even last week. Um, not not this week anymore, I don't think. Um, and that is just kind of, uh, that cold is exacerbated by, by the winds. And uh, like I mentioned, because there's no insulation, um, it's 55 degrees inside my kind of uh, flat, my apartment as well. So um, yeah, it got really cold that night. One of my friends was telling me I should buy a, like a, a space heater. And I was like, nah, I don't need that. Like I, I lived in Seattle, like I'll be all right. And um, yeah, after last night, I definitely do need kind of a, a heater because uh, instead of like a, a nice, comfortable, like 68-ish degrees while I'm uh, I'm asleep, it, it was like 50 or 60. And uh, yeah, that was <laughs> way too cold for me. But anyway, that was episode 14, Under or Overrated in Japan. I hope you all enjoyed it, and uh, I gave some interesting takes. Please do consider subscribing. Um, it, would, uh, it would mean a lot. Um, but otherwise, I will see you all next week. Next week, I will try to get the episode uh, out on time a little bit earlier on Sunday, as opposed to the Monday that uh, I'm doing right now. But yeah, see you next week. Per aspera ad astra. Peace and love.